Hi, welcome to episode 571 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and this podcast is like an erotic journey of self-discovery. Today it's Fantastic Four 517 from October 2004. It's a crossover with the Avengers Disassembled storyline, Fortitude Part 1, by Mark Wade and Mike Weringo. And the issue begins with Ben Grimm taking the kids, Franklin and Valeria, to someone's front door for trick-or-treating. Franklin is a cowboy. That's not very imaginative. Valeria is a clown. Also not very imaginative. And Ben is the Human Torch, which is kind of funny. But the only reason I can recognize that he's supposed to be the Human Torch is the words Human Torch are written on the chest of his costume which is never a good sign when you have to write the name of a character you're appearing as on your Halloween costume. The guy at the door is understandably speechless, but if I were him, I'd give up my candy as quick as possible to get Ben to leave before he breaks something. Ben pulls up his mask, and he asks the guy, please, to get some candy, and the guy dumps his entire bowl of candy into their bags. The person with the best Halloween costume, however, is nearby, and that's Sue. She's going as a floating jack-o'-lantern, which is essentially her being invisible holding a pumpkin. Which is basically the cheapest costume ever. So they turn and they start to move out to the next place. There are other kids out on the street trick-or-treating as well. And my favorite is a boy dressed up as Luke Cage, Power Man, in his classic 1970s yellow shirt, chain belt. The kid has some great taste. There's another kid dressed up as a stormtrooper, but really, he's a little short to be a stormtrooper. Sue and Ben start discussing recent events going on with the Avengers. It seems they've been disbanded because their presence was a danger to ordinary citizens. Instead of disbanding, maybe the Avengers should have just taken on, uh, you know, UN supervision. And if any team should disband because they're a danger to ordinary citizens, it's the Fantastic Four. I wonder if that conversation is the extent of the crossover with Avengers Disassembled. Ben goes on to say, You know what the city's thinking now? Sue replies, Oh no! Now all we have to protect us is the Fantastic Four! I guess the people of New York would be forgetting about uh, the hundreds of other superheroes that live in New York City. Doctor Strange, Daredevil, Spider-Man, Moon Knight. What about Moon Knight? Who needs the Avengers when Moon Knight is on the job? Back at the Baxter building, Reed is going over some of the latest inventions of his with the two executives in charge of the Fantastic Four Incorporated, Johnny Storm and Gianna... What's her name? Reed made a lot of money selling a self-inflating, self-retrieving basketball. That basketball sounds problematic. Like, would that kind of basketball be permittable at a regular basketball game? I mean, who would buy it other than the Harlem Globetrotters? Gian wants to sell off the rights to Reed's invention, the X-Ray sunglasses, but Reed won't allow it. Oh gee, he wants to keep the good technology to himself, I wonder why. Johnny asks, sunglasses? What sunglasses? Reed says he can't sell them because they cause blindness. And then Johnny's like, oh no! Reed says he was only kidding, and Johnny better return the sunglasses in an hour. Does someone as rich and as good looking as Johnny Storm really need x-ray sunglasses to see women naked? He just easily walk up to them and be like, excuse me, can you take your clothes off? And they'd be like, oh yes, Mr. Storm, yes! 
So Johnny and Gian head downstairs to the offices of FF Inc., and they're discussing how the company will be out of debt by the end of the month. Johnny tells Gian that he's authorized a raise for her, and she replies that FF Inc. really can't afford her, but she's not looking for another job. After she leaves, Johnny goes digging around in the trash can, saying to himself that he's not spying, and he finds a letter with some job offers addressed to Gian Feeder, which she tossed in the trash, confirming that she's not looking for a job. Or maybe she just wasn't interested in those jobs. And why did Gian toss those letters in the trash can in Johnny's office to trick him into thinking that she's not looking for a job when she really is, I bet. Enough of that. The window cracks open and the wind is blowing paper everywhere. Reed appears rather quickly, stretching into the office, asking Johnny what happened. Johnny says he has no idea why the window shattered. They look up and they see something in the air. People down below on the street are looking up at the same thing. There's a big ball of fire in the sky and emerging from that is this spaceship. Huge, black, with lines of green light running around it. It breaks apart into these four long cylindrical pieces that land into the rivers at various points surrounding the island of Manhattan. In his office, Mayor Bloomberg orders, Get me the Avengers! And someone has to remind him there are no Avengers at this point. His next order, Get me Moon Knight! Okay, I'm just kidding about that. The words, Get me Moon Knight, have never been uttered by anybody in human history. Someone on the phone is trying to get to the president, but he's probably too busy reading his favorite book, My Pet Goat, at the time. Somebody suggests to the mayor that they call Dr. Richards, but someone else tells the mayor that the FF are too much of a political liability. Back outside, as you can imagine, with those giant things landing in the river, displaced water starts crashing into the city streets. A boat goes flying on top of a giant wave, and Sue has to arrive just in time to save the men with a force field. Ben asks, What about the boat? And he has to go grab the boat himself before it crashes down on people on the streets. He reminds one guy that he just saved him a call to Geico. Of course, he's probably responsible for more calls to Geico than, um, all women drivers. I've decided to make this podcast more popular by adding more misogyny. American men seem to respond to that. Ben looks up and sees that Sue is holding back a giant wave of water from crashing down on the city, and she's struggling mighty hard. Johnny, meanwhile, is busy uh, trying to evaporate as much water as possible before the city is flooded. Johnny yells out to the people that the FF are there to attack the problem. But the only thing people hear is, the FF are there to attack. Bad wording on Johnny's part. Back at the mayor's office, the electricity has gone off, and the senior advisor tells the mayor that this is now far past a Fantastic Four level crisis. How can this be far worse than a Fantastic Four level crisis? Typically the Fantastic Four level crises are the worst of all crises. For example, they saved Galactus from eating Earth several times. That's a pretty bad crisis. How can that woman think that this crisis can't be handled by the Fantastic Four? The building shakes. Everyone falls down. They get a call saying that things just got worse. Outside, we see that the entire island of Manhattan is being lifted up, up, out of the river, out of the water. This is some serious shit. Well, will Dr. Doom be showing up later to cry? The mayor finally gives in and pulls out the FF flare gun, as if the FF need to be told there's some kind of crisis. He fires that one advisor who told him not to call the FF, and he shoots the flare off over the city. And that is the end of the story, to be continued next time, of course.
And that was... That was a very short podcast. There was a lot of pictures and not a lot of words in that story. Just a lot of big, big full-page spreads of giant spaceships landing on Manhattan. I enjoyed the issue, and it's good to see uh, We're Ringo back. I'm glad that they're uh, showing more of Johnny as an executive of SF Inc. I kind of thought they were going to abandon that idea. I also like seeing them go trick-or-treating. Odd that this issue has a cover date of October, and it takes place in October. That rarely happens. And, uh, whatever is happening to the city is pretty bad. I don't remember what's going on, uh, but the design of the ship with the four columns that surround Manhattan is kind of neat. With the green lighting, it kind of looks Kryptonian. And there are a couple of very impressive two-page spreads that do a great job of conveying the enormity of what is happening to the city. So I did enjoy this issue, and that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott, at PodcastFF. And you can download other episodes of iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. Let's try to stretch this out to 10 minutes. So long, kids. This podcast is over. We materialize the myth. Never trivialize the kiss. Oh, it feels like there's no fire left in your eyes This is how love dies This is how love dies